Guys. <laughs> the recording stopped 15 seconds through. But we um, didn't check. So Dylan's going to, not rush, but go through the whole episode now and then we'll do our thoughts at the end. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no, we're not, we're not going to literally speed through. We're no. just going to take our time a little bit. Yeah, basically we started recording. I wasn't like checking to make sure it was still recording throughout and realized that it only recorded 40 seconds. I'd say we did at least 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, that's from the episode. Right. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's all going to be so forced because all of this happened already. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll weigh in my thoughts at the end. Yeah, yeah, of course. Basically, guys, yeah, welcome to Dylan Sebastian Evans' podcast. Um, the podcast about Seven Sebastian here do. Uh, just as like a little placeholder thing to do while we're waiting for Halloween to start over. <laughs> um, jumping into the end, look, we did this already and we're like fucking sweating at the thought of having to go through this all again. Because there's a lot to three hours of horror. Um... But yeah, jumping into the segment, to the, to the opening segment, uh, we, it's like a Disney parody. Uh, a lady is singing about how in Disney movies, uh, parents die to make children cry and let them know life will never be happy again. Uh, a rabbit Millhouse is excited to hear hunters have arrived, uh, not knowing exactly what hunters are, and gets shot. Uh, Marge tells Bart to run and says, not about Marge and Bart are like Bambi and Bambi's mom. Um... And the hunter arrives, it's obviously Mr. Burns, because he's always the villain, and uh, says that he'll... It doesn't t- t- run. Bar- Bart returns, and uh, you really make me do the heavy, heavy lifting here. <laughs> returns, says... Um, Bart returns, says she's okay, because uh, Homer has stabbed Mr. Burns, and Homer's like, time for a stag parody. <laughs> and um, him and Lenny, like, start passing Mr. Burns around. Um, <laughs> I thought that it was, it was funny, and he's like... Uh, uh, Mr. Burns is like, thank God you're herbivores. And Homer's like, yes, and from now on, your name is Herb. And they just start eating him. A great dumb joke. Dumb and so stupid, but super violent. Yeah. And uh, just what you want for Trials of Horror. And that's always like the fun of Trials of Horror is that you get to see kind of violence you'd never see mm-hmm. in a typical episode of The Simpsons. And the, the party music starts playing for some reason. The Tinkerbell Maggie comes in and just, it's Trials of Horror, number 32, XXXII. And thank you, Simpsons, for bringing us back to probably the most traumatic events of our childhood. Yeah, right? yeah. We were talking about literally yeah, how Bambi was like <laughs> when you, and, be- and when you became the, a man. <laughs> and what was the first film that made you cry? Yeah, yeah. And I mentioned the ones that were fresh in my memory was, of course, Bambi and also E.T. Literally didn't even know that E.T. lived because my mom had turned off. And I assumed that E.T. died for years. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. And mine was uh, Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, my I God. Feel like it yeah. a lot of people. That movie fucked me up. Yeah, and I, and I said, like, Disney Channel original movie. There's a certain tone of those that you, don't you go and exactly. To die and like that they that. actually stay yeah. dead. There's no Disney magic to bring them back. No, they stay nothing. dead. <laughs> but yeah, we jumped into the first segment. It's Bon Joon Ho's This Side of Parasite. Um, it's, so we, it's, it's a parasite parody. Uh, so it's a, it's a house filled with water, obviously, like, like the movie. Bart arrives with news that he found work at a rich person's home, and Homer asks how high their water is, and he says, they have no water. And he says, that exists? Um, shooting Rainier Wolfcastle's daughter, he asks how long, um, how long he thinks they could, they could watch TV for without them noticing. Um, she's reluctant, she actually wants to learn mad. And then Bart oversees like Rainier Wolfcastle firing Kirk since he has the middle class smell of musk and resentment to the upper class, which is very harmful. Uh, Homer takes his place and uh, takes Kirk's place. And Rainier Wolfcastle asks like how he found out about the job. And Homer's like, um, 
Um, uh, definitely not through the, through his tutor. I never met him before, or and not through your maid either. They made his marriage, and uh, not through uh, uh, Lisa. What's your job again? <laughs> and uh, Lisa's babysitter. And he's like, oh, you always wanted to do that ever since. And Lisa cuts him off. Uh, Rainy Rufkas leaves him the keys to his beer garden, saxophone room, and room full of sink bombs. It's just like all things that they would love, obviously. I love the room full of sink bombs the most. It's so stupid. Like, <laughs> why would you have a room full of sink bombs? Just something that Barry would be obsessed with. Uh, Lisa informs him that they're all equipped for the job, especially the gardener. We just see Maggie is out, like, cutting the lawn and, like, drinking from her her milk bottle like it's beer. Uh, the, the family are chilling out on the couch. The, the wolf castles are away, and Kirk arrives saying that he's got a fever for being caught in the rain. Uh, once in, he says that he needs to go downstairs. And um, obviously, it's, 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 it's kind of exactly what happens in the movie Parasite. Um, he, he goes downstairs to the basement and the family follow him down. And we see that, like, all the Van Houtens are living there. Um, <laughs> when they're going down the stairs, Homer's like, uh, one of my favorite moments, just... Go on, without me. Really, Fatso? You're that exhausted going downstairs? Why, you little... <laughs> And he sees they've hidden in the basement, which is nicer than the Simpsons' house. And Mary's like, see? Bad provider. And they make with the... <laughs> Luann's like... Um, or Kirk is like Luann. Make with the frying pan. And she knocks Homer out. And then, like... Almost like, I would say, half of the entire roster of Springfield come yeah, out. Yeah, literally. Yeah, they're all living in this basement. Uh, it was nice. It was, it was a fun way to exaggerate on that plot detail in the movie because it's literally, it's an insane population of people. And they all start, like, um, fighting. But Lisa urges that they all work together by putting their best asset, assets together as a team. And uh, Mo's like, that sounds like socialism. And she's like, it has elements. And they continue to brawl. And um, we pan up to the very top of the building. We see Bur Burns and Smithers are living up there. And Burns is happy to see all this carnage. One of my favorite quotes of the entire Jurassic War episode. He's like, uh, they have no way of getting up here, right? And he sees the Smithers is dead. And they're coming towards him. And he's like, oh, don't kill me. I I'm too young to. I'm too young and beautiful to die. Uh, take your baby instead. <laughs> uh, so the fighting goes on into the next morning. And uh, we cut... See, the family is still alive, but most of them are dead. And Homer's like, oh, we finally got a home with no leaking. Marge is like, it's covered in dead bodies. Like, oh, some people are never happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll cover our opinions on, on the episode, on, on each segment at the end now, I think. We'll, we'll yeah, rush through yeah. and just jump into them. So, the second segment, uh, Nightmare in Elm Tree. Barak tells a scary story from uh, the treehouse, making Maggie and Lisa run away. Um, and Millhouse is like, you sure got them, Bart. <laughs> and Bart's like, you get off my lap. We pan out, we see Bart, or Milhouse is sitting on Bart's lap, and he's like, in due time. Uh, in the bedroom, we see Marge and Homer are getting freaky. Uh, they're making out because Marge is turned on because she found out that Homer unloaded the dishwasher all the way, <laughs> which I loved. Uh, Lisa and Maggie run in, um, and they're, they're petrified. And Homer's like, is it the one about the lady with a mouthful of uh, potato bags? Uh, potato bones? Because uh, that's that's only partially true. And they scream. And Homer's like, good self-referential self gag, even if it's kind of true to this episode. Homer goes, stupid treehouse, three spooky tales, two good and one lame in the middle. <laughs> I'll put a stop to this. And so he goes to ch cut down the tree and he's like, manual labor, I'll put a stop to this. And he puts the axe down and falls asleep. <laughs> and then the tree comes to life. Um, and it walks on and it goes to, it like finds like a, a drive-in movie theater and sees that they're watching Guardians of the Galaxy and they're all laughing at Groot and uh, the tree's like awful, laughing at a disabled tree and he starts disemboweling all the humans and he goes to a forest and turns the trees to life and they start attacking Springfield 
and again, Kirk it, it makes an appearance. We were talking about how random it was. Like Kirk had like a very substantial yeah, role in like two just, segments. Yeah. A very random like Seelis character had like a, a substantial love role in like the first two segments. He picks um, an apple from an apple tree, and then the tree goes, "How would you like it if I picked something out of you?" It picks out its brain. It's like I don't like it one bit. And the the the, the population of Springfield like try to fight back, but the trees attack with pollen and. Uh, <laughs> Kirk starts swelling up and he's like, oh no, I'm all of antihistamines. And they start stabbing them all and um, and uh, Homer tries to take them out with his back, but then the back comes to life and starts beating him up. And in the comic book store, comic guy sees all this happening and he's like judging this as another crass play on the environment. And uh, a tree comes in, picks him up, saying that he'd make a brilliant uh, beanbag chair. And he's like, I can't argue that. And uh, Homer complains that Halloween isn't even over and they're already talking about Christmas and the bat takes him out. It was a fun little way to end it. Um, and I was complaining. I, I, I like this next segment, but it kind of felt like they were stuck for time, which is not something that usually happens in the as a horror. They usually try and cram in as much story mm. as they can. But obviously this story was super brief, as you could tell from my quick uh, like telling of it. They have a little segment before the last segment. It, it's good, though. It's called The Telltale Barrett. And it was clearly like a parody and an, an homage to like um, Tim Burton. Brave animation, my favorite animation of the whole episode. Uh, so like, uh, Vincent Price, a uh, Vincent Price type, is uh, reading Maggie a bedtime story of what Bart does throughout the year. So it's like January. In January, Bart was awful. Put earthworms in his father's waffle. In February, the dead of winter, Bart catfish teacher right on Tinder. In March, we saw the start of spring. Bart unscrewed the playground swing. April's known for paying taxes. For Bart, it's known for nude butt faxes. May, he knocked down a pole with a car he stole. June, he, he had his first sip of beer. July, he cut off Lisa's... He cut the heads off Lisa's dolls. August, he perfected his turtle torture. September, he spent the whole month in detention. Um, September, October, he... Eats candy till he's green. November, he's carrying the turkey. He'll be serving human turkey. And he, like, chops all the family's heads off. So it was, like, it was getting more violent as it goes on. So it was like, December has to be the most violent, right? Cuts to that. Um, he gets interrupted because Maggie just strangles him to death. So we don't find out what he does in, in December, basically. Yeah, like I said, it felt like the segment only existed because they were stuck for time. Or they, they had time to fill, even. But it was a really good segment. It actually was one of the highlights of the episode for me, for sure. And then jumping into the final parody, uh, the final segment, Dead Ringer, clearly a parody of The Ring. And I was saying, like, um, you know, um, kind of a weird one to do a parody of, like, not quite a classic, but also not very relevant. Because it's mm -hmm. definitely, like, 1001, 1002. Weird one to do a parody of. But anyway, uh, Sherry and Terry tell Lisa that they had a party and didn't invite her. And uh, where they watched a really cool TikTok that kills you after seven days. Um... And then they both die from Ralph on the swing. Again, one of my favorite quotes of the whole episode is Ralph is going, I killed Cherry and Larry. Uh, Willow says that he watched it eight times and gets stabbed eight times. <laughs> Lisa suggests to Bart that uh, watching it might help them put a stop to it. And they just need to find someone who likes watching it and isn't uh, afraid of death. 
<laughs> so they cut, cuts to grandpa and he's like, I'm your man. And Lisa's like, are you sure? Like, you're going to die in seven days. And he's like, that's more than the doctor gave me. Uh, and he's watching the video and he's describing it to Baron and Lisa saying that like, oh, there's maggots, there's maggots, there's more maggots. It turns out he was just watching a Chipotle commercial. But then he starts watching the video. He said it's a video he watched in a museum when his uh, feet get tired and his feet are always tired. And uh, he gets a t call and uh, the voice is like, seven days. He's like, what? Seven days. What? Did you, did you just, just hang up the phone. It's like, I, I, I don't know who you are, what you want from me, but let me give you my credit card number. Which I said was pretty funny, kind of like a nod. I'm not sure it was a, what a coincidental or not, but like a nod to the last episode that we had reviewed. It's just Grandpa being a dimwit and falling for a scam. <laughs> or I guess in this scenario, just making a scam for himself. They go to Principal Skinner. They're in the principal's office and he says he has bigger fish to fry like steroid allegations on the Little League team. It's just a very quick cut of like an eight-year-old with like gigantic quads. And he just kicks a ball and it goes shooting up into space. <laughs> so Willie tells them about Moody Myrtle, which was like a, a, an insult name she was given, which was like apparently an, an insult back in these days. Um, but she was given a box of chocolate for Valentine's Day that contained the class hamster species. And then she tracked herself down a well um, not to be noticed till a week later uh, by Willie who just finished his shift um, but wasn't bothered to do anything about it since he just finished work and then realised it was too late to just build something around the well <laughs> then back at the house Millhouse's uh, ghost asks Lisa to kill off a Hershey's for him as he's uh, pretty sure that's how it works and he watches the video and asks or sorry Lisa watches the video and asks the caller to come kill her now and he puts her on hold and it's like uh, I love this bit just uh Killing you is very important to us. Please hold. Your curse will be answered in the order it was received. He says he's uh, seeing a guy about his air conditioner, but uh, could do Wednesday. And he's just asked for him for, for him to make it happen right now. So then, like a, a, a ring type, it's, it's a classic ring girl, uh, arrives. Uh, Lisa asks her to take off her black boots, but it's not her black boots. It's just like her really, really muddy feet. Disgusting visual. Um, she offers to give her a makeover. And we cut to the uh, the playground. Lisa calls her her best friend and tells her she's already... The, the girl says she's already suffocated enough. Uh, and then Lisa starts playing the sax for her. And she's like, oh, that sounds great. I bet it'll sound even better in this well. And she jumps down the well. She throws herself down and uh, the Disney singer from the beginning of the episode tells us they'll see us next Halloween. And then Kang and Kodos come out and make a, a very brief appearance at the end. Uh, Kodos is like, uh, Where are Kang and Kodos this time? Crammed into the final frame. And you were kind of giving out. And I didn't realise, but I agree, like, they... This has been done a couple of times now, where it's like they make a joke of like, Oh, we didn't, we didn't find a part for us in the, in the episode. Let's cram ourselves in at the very, very end. Um, I thought it was funny, but I definitely agree. It's been overdone. This is probably at least the fifth time this has happened. Um, but I did like their little exchange at the very, very end. He just goes, um, let's go drown our sorrows in a child's blood. He's like, hasn't there been enough death in this episode? That concludes it. Look, we went through it already, so that's why we had to rush through it. So I apologize. But at the same time, I do think every segment 
in this episode was kind of rushed. That's also. I, I was going to say I don't. I feel like this is fine because it doesn't really deserve. I, I mean, I, I know that sounds harsh, but because they felt rushed, yeah, it doesn't really matter that we rushed talking about them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know. Yeah, and look, the recording that you'll never see because it wasn't recorded. Just us talking. <laughs> uh, we were a bit more detailed about like our opinions of it and stuff, but we'll we'll give that now because we're past the point of. Um, yeah. That we'd already talked about, thankfully. Um, thanks to me. I, I get all the credit there. No offense. <laughs> but that, that was a one-man show of a performance. I mean, of you're going to hear me talking now. <laughs> if you had told me that I would someday be doing a one-man show of an not-very-good Triassic Horror, I would not believe you. But there you go. I did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, before I give my final sum- summary of like, the whole episode... Hey, Sarah, you go first, actually. Yeah. Like we usually do. Um, well... I really like the Parasite parody. Yeah. Um, I thought... We we discussed that it, it did feel like a shot-for-shot remake. Yes. Like, that was my feeling. Rather than a parody. Yeah. Um, and I loved the way it made you aware of some faults of the actual film. Like, mm. how the basement of the rich people's houses is actually nicer than their yeah. house anyway. That line, even though it was there as a joke, that line was actually clever because yeah. that's not quite stated in Parasite, but it's, it's a very yeah. good point. Yeah. I like when Moog is everyone to try and murder Lisa because she wants socialism. That yeah, was yeah. Really funny. <laughs> that's um, so good. And I think, as as opposed to the other Treehouse horrors in the past, mm. um, they always focus on films that are like from the past, like yes. classics, like The Shining is the biggest example. Mm. Um and this one went for a film that came out literally like two years ago. Yeah, and it was so. cool as well because obviously Tereza Horror is usually parody movies that are straight horrors. And obviously Parasite has like kind of horror elements to it, but but it's not like, it's not horror. Like I wouldn't call it... That it wasn't so much a horror. Or a thriller, I guess. Yeah. It kind of... A drama. It's it's a very interesting movie. It's hard to put one drama on it. But yeah, it was clearly the parody of it. I wasn't... It would be my favorite segment of the episode for sure, but I still wasn't like hugely fond of it. Because like I said, yeah, I, I feel like more so than being a parody of it is more so just telling the exact same story in like, you know, five, six minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, it didn't ha- it didn't have anything like incredibly interesting to say in its parody. It kind of just like felt like the writers were fans of the movie. Yeah. So like, oh, let's do the movie with The Simpsons. It didn't do anything. It wasn't as unique or as fun a parody as I felt like it, it had the potential to be, basically. Um, the, 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 the tree one, Nightmare on Elm Tree... I, it was the only original one in this episode, but I also thought it was the worst one. It just didn't do anything, like, it didn't go anywhere. There wasn't much of a story to it. It was just visuals. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It did feel already short. Yeah. The only, like, good thing about it was the violence. Like, they, 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 I love how they, like... And the animation was the beautiful. The breeze, like, yeah. Yeah. It was very creative. For sure. But, like, we have this problem with a lot of other new episodes. Is, is they're rushed? Super rushed. And... Usually, especially with these episodes, they take their time over it. For sure. But it really did feel like like there wasn't really a cohesive story there. No. It was just, oh, look, these trees come to life and they've murdered some people. They're at the end. Yeah, the trees yeah. win. Yeah, I, it's super short. I would say it's like not even five minutes. But, and it's meant to be a proper act. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, meant to be the second segment. Hence the episode, what like. comes after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I, I, I did like Telltale Bark, but it really did feel like it was just there to fill some free time, like... Um, and then the the ring one, yeah. I again just kind of thought that one was uninspired. It yeah. just 
why do you even do a ring party if you didn't have a good reason to do one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're 20 years too late, so if you're going to do a ring party, you would hope you'd have an original story there. Yeah. You know? I I do think the Telltale Bart one was fantastic, mm. and I wish they did more stuff like that. Totally. I love um, it. Yeah. A whole segment because of, like... it's like a minute. Yeah, you know, it's, it's super brief, but it was so cool to have a whole segment of, like, this cool, unique, and different animation. I love the music as well. Yeah. Again, kind of Burton-esque. The music in the background is fantastic. I'm sure I'll show the audio of it at some point over the course of this podcast, but I love the music. Um, yeah. It, unfortunately, like, and I, I mentioned this in my final summary, the two most unique parts of the episode was the opening and the little segment in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those two bits were more unique and had more going on than the actual segments. Yeah. Which isn't a very good I thing. Mean, what I, what <laughs> I did like about this was I love the way they um, involved like as many people from Springfield as possible in the in the, the, the tree ones to be honest oh they did yeah to be fair yeah. they did yeah yeah there was um, a good ensemble going on and, and, and I, I enjoyed that like it, normally it's quite contained yeah it's typically but, a family member like I like that they just tried to cram in as many people in Springfield it was cool they really cool did yeah that's, that's, that, that, yeah that's true yeah yeah we're gonna take some pauses from it I mean it's, it's clearly Clearly, people, I did not love this one. Um, and I'm a, I'm a, I know, I know you're not too gone on them. I'm a, I love Trials of Horrors, usually. Um, I just, yeah, none of them really landed for me as well as they could have in this one, unfortunately. Do you have, like, a final summary that you have written that you wanted to read out, or is that kind of... I think, well, my final yeah. summaries were that I liked how much they, if I'm taking a positive from it, the animation yeah. styles yeah. and the amount they tried to involve those people from Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and... My negatives are it was rushed. Yeah, none of the apps really were good. No, if we're being honest, there was no good. agreed. <laughs> um, which is a shame because it's always the one that people look forward to. Yeah, and it's only one a year, so you do yeah. kind of yeah. The the, the expectations so are high. I was waiting for this to air on TV in October. Exactly. Yeah. Really yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. What What I have written is like. To be honest, I one of the worst Trials of Horrors in years. Uh, n- really, no storyline. The worst. Um, I'd have to look back over them, but it's up there. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say it's like in the. I think it is the worst. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not thinking of it like there's other Trials of Horrors that aren't amazing, but there's always one that has at least one good segment. Yeah, you know what I mean. The fact that this one didn't have any. It had no one that really landed for me. The, the Bart one as a segment. It's no, it's like it's, it's it's a little mini thing in between. Filler, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I actually, you know what, I I, I would have to get back and conf- and confirm that. And I, I'll I'll have a look before the next podcast. But yeah, I, I actually think it probably is my least favorite one ever. Yeah. Unfortunately, because if, if anyone listened to like the the, the last three hours of horror that was reviewed on this podcast, I was really praising on it. It was brilliant. Like all three segments were mm. really good, and it was like, oh, they kind of they're they're, they're kind of back in the. They found their voice with the Jurassic Horrors again. Like it was, they had a great Spider Verse parody, a great parody of Toy Story. That the whole segment was like animated in CGI. I remember you, you said, yeah, yeah so cool. good. You want to go back and watch it? I'd highly recommend it. Um, this one nowhere near, nowhere it's, near. Unfortunately, it's a shame because this seems to be a recurring theme where it's like one bad episode. Oh, then a good one that gets your hopes up again. Oh, that's bad. I know, so, I know. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it seems like so far you've obviously seen all season thirty three, like three, but. So far, it seems to be like... That's what's happening, yeah. yeah. There's some good ones coming up, but yeah, no yeah. spoilers. Um, but yeah, I said it's one of the worst stress of horrors in the years. Uh, really no story lands for me. Um, 
I said Teresa Horror usually feels like the writers having the having so much fun experimenting with their characters. This one just felt like they were going through the motions and it was a big letdown for me and I gave it a six out of ten in the end. Yeah. I gave it a five point five. Five point five, yeah, okay. So yeah. I, I I thought I was thinking six, but I was like, no, but six still sort of means it's good. Yeah. And it wasn't, so I went for five point five. That's fair, that's fair, yeah. Cool, cool. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that wraps up the episode. Um, Still better than the, the first episode. Oh, yeah. Oscar-worthy comparison <laughs> to Sarah the Backstage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, people know I love The Simpsons so much and I don't like having to speak ill in an episode, but like, I, I, I always have to be honest. I yeah. can't pretend. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean it is and it worrying. Was episode. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of worrying because you could imagine someone being like, okay, I haven't watched Simpsons in ages. The first episode of Simpsons for Free's come out. Let's give it a go. I should have mentioned this in that episode. Let's mm. give it a go. They watch mm. Star on the backstage. Oh. I know, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm stopping. Because you're yeah. obviously going to start on the first, first episode, episode of and a season. it's frustrating that that was the first episode. We it was there. one in the middle. You'd forgive it a little bit more. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, ah, oh, it's a filler episode. But it, it being the opener, it's like, oof. <laughs> Not a good opener. But yeah. Jumping into our segment. So we have our news one first. Live from London City, well, a little bit outside of London City, it's Simpsons News! Yeah, there's one piece of news. Uh, Hugh Jackman is the guest star in the season 33 finale. Uh, he will play a janitor working at the power plant that Bart befriends. That's the only kind of summary of the episode. Sounds like an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for it. Love Hugh Jackman. Ooh, why, why the hell not? Yeah. He's always solid, yeah. See what the hell happens there. Uh... So we do the quotes and then this guy always have to remind myself the quotes and then I don't the, think it matters which order yeah. we're doing. We'll as, do the impressions. As, as it's it's the um there's I guess there's two from me. Well, I'll do the next one because then you do your impressions and then we do the quiz. I also have the trivia. <laughs> tri- yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll do Seb's classics. Go for Seb's classics, yeah. Since um I went for a classic classic this time. I yes. I'd, I'd switch it up because I've been doing some of the, you know, the, the best seasons. The more typically um, classic Simpsons episodes. So, you know, this one is a classic, yeah. but it's not one that might come to people's minds as much. And because I've done, been doing, like, the, the classics, I'm going to do... I, I just decided to go for an older one. Um, and I went for season two. Yeah. Um, Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. Or Brother, Where Art Thou, yes. And, yeah. Like... It what it's not amazing, but it's really really. I really good. like it. It doesn't. The, the show hasn't quite found its voice yet, so yeah. it, it has a different feel to it, but not in a bad way. You know I, what I mean? I I dig it. This is a, a great concept for an episode. It, so good. It is an example of the early seasons where it's not as gag heavy. No, it's, it's very story driven. Character see a driven. More emotional Homer. Yeah. Um, I put. It's a um, great death. I love that Homer's brother is like everything. Homer would, Homer want, would to want to be. It's yeah. like the opposite of Homer, Even like but the... still similar in ways. Yeah. Uh, and I love the joke where they're comparing each other at the same time. Yeah, it's so good that they're pointing at each other. It's like, oh, you have a bit more, like pointing at head. hair. I, I, it's like, a little it's like less, you have a little less, and it's like... belly. <laughs> so he's pointing out Homer has less hair, Homer's like, you've got more. And then Homer's like, you have less, and he's like, Homer, you have more. Yeah, so good. Um, I love it. I was expecting there to be some sort of um, Marge-liking... Herb, his, his brother more. Yeah, it didn't turn out to be, which is fine. I feel like that's not 
in Marge's character to no, be like that. She loves her homie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's a very funny concept. So it, good. It delivers that great Simpsons element. It really being, does. It, 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 there's so much going on in this episode. Like, it could be a movie. It's such yeah. a big story, you know? And and it, 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 it felt personal. And Homer's brother on the outside is everything Homer wants to be. Yeah. But obviously he's nowhere near as happy. I love that moment. Um, Homer, like, made a joke after, so he didn't hit as hard, I don't think. But when mm. when Homer's brother says, um, you're the richest man I know, just because he has a family and yeah. kids. And I was like, that's actually really sweet. I like, actually thought the joke heightened that bit for me because it's like Homer didn't re- quite realise what he yeah. said. So he goes, you're the richest man I know. Yeah, yeah, you're the richest man I know. <laughs> he just didn't quite realise what, what Herb is telling him. I like that a lot, yeah. Obviously the car thing is brilliant. Like it just, yeah. it's so perfect and so Homer that... He meets his brother, who is a millionaire, and he bankrupts him. Like, yeah, it's of so course. good. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't as gag heavy as the episodes to come. Yeah, um, and I do think some of the comedy elements fell short, mm. and that is an example of. I think there's not many Simpsons episodes or series that quite as serious feel like they're of their time because yeah. it is such a timeless show totally it's evergreen this episode did feel like sometimes the comedy was very much of its time yeah so not as funny as it would have been yeah that being um, said there's some great bits in there like one thing I, I only know is re-watching it this time is do you know I, I, I love the bit where Herb's like um you know, Barrett calls him Uncle Herb, and he's like, oh, Uncle Herb's too formal. Can you call me Uncle Herb? Yeah. Which is like, well, Uncle Herb is too formal. <laughs> but then, from that point onwards, Homer also calls him Uncle Herb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. I love that. so childish. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I think it's, like, sort of clear to see the episode that they haven't mastered the formula yet. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's a different feel, but in a good way. Um, but I still loved it, and I think really it's such a good example of Homer's emotional side that sort of some people argue yeah went downhill for sure um, overall it got better the more it sat with me like yeah. i watched the episode no, I liked it. and then as i was thinking of the episode afterwards i was like actually no that was really good it's a great so story i give it an eight out of ten yeah i think i i probably yeah i i I'd go, I'd go eight as well yeah i go eight as well um yeah it hasn't quite found its voice yet but you forgive it like it's a good story it has a different feel of a simpsons episode in a good way I also loved how flawed Grandpa is in this episode. Like, he's not compelled to, to see his son at all. But then finds out he's a millionaire and comes at the very end of the, <laughs> the episode and he's like, oh, where's that kid I call Sonny Boy? And Homer's like, we're going home, Dad. I'll, I'll tell you on the way. I was like, oh, of course you blew it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, voiced by Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you because you don't know the guest there. You did know it was Danny yes. DeVito. I was going to ask you. Easily. Uh, yeah. I would easily say maybe top 20 on the best guest stars ever. Oh, for sure. He's so good in this episode. Perfectly casted <laughs> as Homer's brother. Just played it so well. Yeah, he's so good as Herb. And it just makes sense. Like, the voice makes sense to be Homer's brother. It does. Brother, and you know of what course, mean? Homer's brother is just the, the rich, successful version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And just to wrap it up, before we get into the next couple of seconds, I love the final bit of dialogue between them. Does his brother ever come back? He does. I was going to suggest okay. that could be like a sense classic eventually is because um, it's like a sequel to this episode. It's the final episode of the third season. And it's called Brother Can I Spare Two Dimes. Okay. Yeah. I must have seen it somewhere. I'd recommend that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. We can do that eventually. Push that, or even next week, whatever. We'll see what happens. But uh, I just, just, just like the, final, the final bit of interaction between the episode I love so much when he goes, um, where Homer is like, God, Herb, like you lost your house, <laughs> all of your valuables and your business. Like, 
I can't help but feel like you would have been better off never meeting me. <laughs> and Herb's like, you, can, you can't help but think that? Yeah. <laughs> of course I would have been better off. Yeah. <laughs> Just storms off on him, obviously. <laughs> Pretty reasonable. But uh, yeah, yeah, that concludes Seb's classics. Uh, jumping into, yeah, we'll do my impressions first. So this week I'm going to do a riskier one. <laughs> I'm going to do marriage. <laughs> so um, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> so it's four quotes as usual. You have to guess which one isn't marriage. Um, I think you can do a decent enough marriage. You can't hide from me in this house. I spend 23 hours a day here. Um, I've always wanted to put rosemary in something. Here's a little tip. If your instinct tells you to do something, don't do it. And final quote. I hope you understand. I'm too tense to pretend I like you right now. That's difficult. Yeah. That's really difficult. <laughs> um, I made it more challenging. One of your weaker impressions, if I do say so. Sorry. I think my marriage is all right. It's not bad. Whenever I listen to the podcast, I'm like, oh, that's better than I thought it was. <laughs> it's better than I could do or many other people. Um, but you set the bar high, so. That's fair. I mean, it is a female. <laughs> I'm going to go with. There's going to be some hits and misses. Can you do them one more time quickly? All of them. Yeah. So, one. You can't hide from me in this house. I spend 23 hours a day here. Two. I've always wanted to put rosemary in something. Three. Here's a little tip. If your instinct tells you to do something, don't do it. And four, I hope you understand. I'm too tense to pretend I like you right now. I also kind of sound like my puppet lemon. It's kind of going up there. <laughs> I'm going to say the third one because I feel like that might be something Lisa said. Well done. It wasn't Lisa, but it's our marriage. Yeah, okay. three. Who was it? Lois Griffin. Ah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, cool. so they're kind of close enough, yeah. but also different because they're not that similar as characters. Uh, yes, a little bit of trivia. I was Make my trivia Treasure War related because it's what we just reviewed. And your quiz is also Treasure War related, so no. brace, brace yourself. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is just two pieces of trivia. Um, although every episode is titled Treehouse of Horror, the first one is the only one to actually use the treehouse setting. Hmm. So that was a fun little bit of trivia. Like, that's why the name exists, but they've never done that apart from yeah. the one. It was a treehouse. In, in this, in this one, that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yet. But like the first episode actually does like. It comes out of each segment, like Bart sets it up, like he's telling yeah, the story, yeah. you know. And that's what, like, that little bit in Nightmare on Elm Tree was like a nod to. Um, and then, oh, the final bit of trivia here is the animation team always leave the trailer's horrors to last, as it involves several new character designs and layouts um, than you would have for a typical episode. Mm -hmm. So it's like, a, it's a whole project in itself. So they, they finish the whole season before doing Trails of Horror, basically. But I think it's interesting. It shows how much work they put into it. And like, yeah, just, I, I know I gave it a bad review, as we both did, but like, I, I, would, I could not fault the animation for a second. It's beautiful. It always is. And it, it gets better as years go on, because obviously animation is always improving. Um, this, the episode looks stunning. Like, it's great to look at. But uh, yeah, wrapping it up, we'll just do your quiz. So... 10, out, 10 questions. This one is all Treehouse of Horror related. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, name the show's Shining parody. Name the show's Shining parody. Yeah, like what was the name of the Shining episode? Um, I mean, mm -hmm. it's great. I should know. Um, yeah, it's kind of easy like to. I see it every time. I should know. It's one of those ones where it's like, if you know it, you know it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Duff Beer. <laughs> the shinning 
Okay. It, was, it just took out an N. <laughs> or they added an N, I mean. Uh, two, who voices the Ultra House 3000, the talking house that seduces marriage and tries to kill Homer? I remember this. Yeah, um, yeah. at least you know the segment, okay. Who voices it? Mm -hmm. mm. So he's like a celebrity? Yes. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with Charlie Sheen. I think there was a reference between Charlie Sheen in that one, funnily enough. But uh, no, it was uh, Pierce Brosnan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three in the episode of Homer's Clones, one sticks out like a sore thumb. Why? Um. Because oh shit. Um. You obviously seen that one. He doesn't it's an absolute have... classic. Yeah, he doesn't have a belly button, is it? Okay. It's a feature. I could give you like a half point for that, but it's all the clones don't have belly buttons. Yes. But what I'm saying in this question is one of the clones sticks out like a sore thumb. Why? <laughs> it's not something to do with his thumb. Is it? No. I say that for a reason. Okay. One clone was um, particularly noticeable. <laughs> he didn't have a beard. Fine, let's see. He didn't have... The, the three strands of hair. <laughs> Final answer? You, yeah. One of them is Peter Griffin. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> um, I'll give you a half point just because I I, I was impressed I you remembered the, the belly button, the belly button yeah. detail. Yeah, so you, you have a half point so far. <laughs> uh, four. Name one alternate reality that Homer travels to in the time and punishment one. You know this one with the, with the, like the toaster that he uses to travel through time? I don't remember. Oh, my favourite Charles of segment ever. It's um, the same episode that the Shining one is One in. alternate reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, what season is it in? Six. He ends up in uh, a donut world. I don't know. I'll give it to a you. A candy world. I'll give it to you. It's, uh, it, it, it brings a, I'll give you a half point and so you have one point. <laughs> he does go to a world where it rains donuts. So okay. that's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I love that I guessed that and it was like almost right. Yeah. It's yeah. like a donut world. It's almost right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to you. That is a great segment. I mean, you definitely have seen it. That is my favorite Trust horror segment of all of them. Right. I love it. I mean, I, I am a sense of time travel, as you know. So it might be a bias, but I do love that one. Uh, number five. What was the name of Bart's twin brother? Um, Bort. <laughs> that is in a different episode. So <laughs> again, nice, but I can't give you that. Okay, half point. No, not even. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Hugo. Hugo, okay. Yeah. Six. What animal does Bart switch heads with in Trials of Horror 9? A rabbit. You know, I've seen this one. No, where they had like the teleporting machine, and he goes through the same time as a as a different as an animal. I don't remember. No, it was a fly. Fly. Yeah. Um, seven. Name one of the politicians Kang Kodos replace. Um, Classic one, Citizen Kang. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, one. can't uh, remember the one. one he replaced. You can't remember either of the politicians, though. No? George Bush. No, it's obviously not. Um, George Washington. <laughs> no. I don't know. It was Bill Clinton, which like, it was like, if you knew oh. that, I thought maybe you'd say Bill Clinton. Bob Dole was the other one, but you probably wouldn't say Bob Dole. Um, number eight, who used to introduce the Triassic Horrors with the parental guidance warning? In the early seasons, they used to do this because obviously it was a, you know, yeah. a bit more gruesome than the typical Simpsons episode. Troy McClure? Or do you take another guess? What character would really make sense to come out 
being like, you know, don't watch this. It's if you're a kid, it's very dangerous. Yeah. What character would do that? Yeah. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> no, marriage. Oh, I was gonna say more. <laughs> uh, number nine. What anthology series was a huge inspiration on the Treehouse of Horror? I don't think I'm gonna know this. I mean, it's definitely a show oh, you know. Um, Twilight Zone. Hey, nice. Yeah yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, I've watched a few of them. Oh, amazing. I've only seen a few, yeah. but I mean, incredibly well written stuff. Yeah. Like, fantastic. That's your first proper point, so <laughs> nicely done. Um, I, I, I get, almost gave up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it just came out of you. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, huge inspiration. Some of the Shadows of Horrors in the early seasons are actually literal homages or just parodies of Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, final one. Uh, one season of the show didn't have Shadows of Horror. Name of that season. Do I get a hint? Um, it's a one-digit season. A one-digit number. like Two. Final answer. I know it's not one. Because one is the first one. Is it one? One. It's one. Yes. <laughs> it didn't start till season two. Okay. I thought I'd trick you. Yeah. <laughs> it's... See, I thought that might be the case. Yeah, because this is season 33. but And it's the 32nd. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, season one. N- nicely done, nicely done. Okay. You got three out of ten. Okay. Which... Not bad. Yeah, I think is better than... You did last week. You yeah. got two last week. I think I'd you're be, coming I'd up be in the world, but it's because it's the tree has a horror one, so it's like it's a bit more specific. Yeah, yeah. you're coming up in the world, Seb. All right, guys, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Uh, again, apologies, it was a little bit rushed, but we did do like twenty minutes and had to re-record Just it. No, we tried. No, we, we tried. Did. We tried, guys. We'll be back next week. We'll make sure the equipment is all ready to go, and <laughs> it won't be as rushed. But hey, we still had a, a fun time, and thank you as always for for watching and listening we're going to shake hands and uh, (laughs) wrap up from there bye guys bye